0: What's up Thunder fans? Uh welcome into another post game recap episode uh from Topic Thunder. Uh this is the final preseason game um uh, for the 2019 preseason. Um it didn't really go the way the Thunder wanted it to go. Um, but then again it's preseason and not all our major players played in this game. Uh, which should be different come a week from now on the twenty third, uh whenever you know, the the stakes are real and hopefully, you know, the, the main core, the main rotation plays rotational minutes. You know, we 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 didn't see Chris Paul play the last two games of this preseason. Uh Terrence Ferguson, he was weird. You know, he had a kind of like a a weird preseason where I think he only played in two games, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's if it's soreness related. I don't know if it is whatever related. Uh, but he didn't see much time in the preseason. And he didn't see much starting time. You know, I don't, I don't think I think he was a starter maybe one game. Uh, so it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to see how that's going to play out in a regular season. Uh, it's kind of it, you know it, it'll be something that. I'll touch upon later on in this episode as far as maybe what I see moving forward as far as the starting lineup, as far as the rotation. Um, But if you didn't get to see this game, and believe me, a lot of people didn't get to see it because it wasn't on TV, it was on the Thunder's website, Uh, but if you didn't get to see this game, give us a couple minutes and we'll hook you up to the TiVo. You don't need to explain to me why you need TiVo. So in this game, I mean, it's, it's not, I'm not going to go too much in depth in this game because number one, it's kind of disappointing. Uh, you know, Thunder, Thunder jumped out to a pretty good lead in the first half. Uh, they had a seven point lead heading into halftime and they were kind of clicking. They, was, they were doing a good job. Um, Stephen Adams had, you know, Stephen Adams was doing what he's supposed to do um, within a game. He was posting up. If he had somebody smaller on him, he would do those quick spin moves, go ahead and dunk it. He had a couple dunks in this game that were all like, like it's healthy Steven Adams. Once, you know, we've seen this in years past. In years past, basically from about October until about middle of January, February, Steven Adams is this pogo stick, most, you know, one of the most athletic centers in the league. Um, and then just the season kind of wears on him. You know, a couple ankle tweaks here and there. Um, just the wear and tear of the NBA season gets to him. And the Steven Adams that we usually get after the All-Star break is not the the Steven Adams that we get in the beginning of the season. And so the Steven Adams that we're seeing now is that Steven Adams from the beginning of the season. He's the guy that's jumping around. He's got dunking on people. He's the guy that's, you know, faster than a lot of other centers. <clears throat> And so it's fun to see that. It's fun to see him going around there, dunking on people. Um, We had a little bit of a scare. Here's the thing about preseason is you want all your players to come out of it, you know, as healthy as possible. And we had a little bit of scare there in the first quarter uh, whenever Steven Adams had to go to the locker room with what looked like a shoulder injury. And kind of upon, you know, he came back in the second quarter and he looked fine after that. Uh, But basically what happened was on a breakaway, Um, As Jaron Jackson was trying to get back on defense, he ran into uh, Steven Adams. And I guess he, Jaron Jackson's elbow hit Steven Adams' shoulder full force. um, And so, kind of tweaked his shoulder a little bit. He had to go into the locker room. It's probably going to be bruised. He's probably going to have a nice bruise on there. But nothing more. I don't think, you know, nothing more will come out of this. Um, But it is kind of um, worrying to see that. Um, especially in the preseason, as we go into Game One, uh, but in that first half, he was—you know—he was controlling the paint. He was—he con- he was doing what he had to do in there. Um, and Shea just Alexander was in complete control in that first half. Um, you know, if he had to push tempo, he pushed tempo. If he had to use his hesitation moves to get to the basket, he did that. Um, he was—he was, he was just—he was just great. Uh, he had something like. Like, 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists in that first half. Um, and, and, you know, Thunder jumped out to a 7-point lead in that first half. And it, it looked good. You know, this was without Chris Paul. This was without um, Terrence Ferguson, like I said. Of course, without Andre Robertson, which we'll get to later on in this episode. Um, but, you know, they look good. They look good and it looked like kind of a semblance of what the Thunder may look like if Chris Paul were to be um, were to be traded. Um, But second half started. <laughs> and some guy named Dylan Brooks. I know who he is. But Dylan Brooks uh, decided to go all Carson Edwards on us. And he scored 23 points in the third quarter alone. He nearly outscored or equaled the Thunder's 28-point output in that third quarter. He had 23 points. Um, He was making it from everywhere. I think he had like five threes. You know, basically... There was a point, there was a stretch there in that third quarter where every time he touched the ball, the ball went up and the ball went in. I mean it was it was one of those things where you look at it and you're like, you know what? I wish one of our random players would just have a game like that. You know, I wish, you know, Hamadou Diallo would go for twenty points in a quarter. I wish Deontay Burton would just go crazy and, you know, score eighteen points in a quarter. Um But yeah, that's, that's what happened. And the defense, the Thunder's defense for some reason was completely out of sync in that third quarter. Um, it it was bad. The, The Grizzlies scored 46 points total in that third quarter. Again, with Brooks helping out with 23, he scored half their points. Um, the Thunder basically had a seven point lead starting the third quarter, uh, Went to the fourth quarter with an eleven point deficit. Uh, it was not pretty. It was, it was very ugly, um, and so that's basically where the Thunder lost the game. Um, not much to be said about that third quarter. I mean, it was just it was just bad basketball. It was bad defense. You know, Kabaklo, Bruno Caboclo, I guess you know, his two years away from being two years away, he's been in the league for about five or six years. So I guess now it is time for him to be here consistently. Um, but he had. You know, it seemed like six or seven points in that third quarter. Um, It it was just, it was a bad quarter. It was a horrible quarter. It was one of those quarters that this team, moving forward, cannot have in a game. uh, Because it turns leads into big deficits. And if we actually head into a quarter like this with a deficit, it's going to be one of those games where it turns into a blowout against us. Uh, So the Thunder can't do that. Uh, The Thunder tried to come back in the fourth quarter, uh, especially late a uh, little spark by uh, Davon Hall. Um, but, you know, they end up losing. Uh, Davon, Davon Hall had 19 points. He scored 12 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had a couple late threes. He looked real good in that fourth quarter. The rest of the game didn't really look too good when he was in there, especially in the third quarter. Uh, but that fourth quarter, whenever he was, whenever he was going against, basically, uh, the Grizzlies G League team, um, he looked he looked pretty good. He looked decent. Uh, but the Thunder ran out of time, and they lost 124-119 to 119 to wrap up the preseason. Uh, so they finished 2-2. Two and two. Not, <laughs> Preseason's preseason. You, you can't really glean too much from it. Um, and you couldn't really glean too much from the Thunder's preseason because, you know, not everybody played. You know, not not everybody played consistently. Chris Paul didn't play the last two games. When he did play, the Thunder looked real good. Um, Terrence Ferguson, like I said, had a weird preseason it was just it was just one of those things that a preseason where the th- maybe the thunder front you know the thunder coaching staff in front office were more interested in seeing how things worked out and not necessarily interested in the result of every game um so yeah that brings our, our preseason to a close do you watch friends do you watch how i met your mother Then Then you you should listen listen to How How I Met met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie, and we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of friends and how I met your mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at HowIMetYourFriendsPod or email Pod at gmail.com. I do want to look at some preseason trends. Uh, there were some things that I noticed. Uh, so number one, this team will be competitive as long as Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari are on the team. As long as they're healthy, as long as they're out there playing, uh, this team will have a chance in every game. Um, as soon as those guys get traded, if they get traded, uh, it's going to be a completely different story. It's going to be a completely different team. Um, but as long as those two are out there, along with Steven Adams, who I think is the anchor of this entire team, um, they're going to be competitive. They are going to be in every game. It's going to be a feisty bunch, whatever, whenever all those guys are out there. Um, I, I think, you know, I, 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 I caution Thunder fans on getting a little bit too attached to the team that you see out there now. Uh, To get too attached to the team that you see out there with Chris Paul, with Gallo, um, you know, even Terrence Ferguson, uh, maybe even Steven Adams. You know, these are all players that are available for the right price. Um, And so this this team this season will be about moving forward into the future, not just future next season, but moving forward into the future three, four, five years from now. Um, And so if you're able to get assets that far out, Uh, It could be something that the team, you know, even even a Steven Adams would be willing to part with uh, to get to that. Um, But, yeah, so as long as those guys are out there, those veterans are out there, this team is going to be competitive. Uh, Another thing I noticed, Lou Dort, our two way player, he is he's something. He is very much Marcus Smart like, Um, you know, he goes out there and he hounds guards. He's a bull out, you know, he's a bulldog out there. He's big, he's strong. And for all the talk about him not being able to shoot, I think he actually made a 3 in every game that he played. Um so, you know, there's something in and that's that's been the knock on on Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has never been able to consistently hit the 3. Um and so he's always been relegated to more of a role player instead of a starter type player. Um, and, so, and, and for his, to his credit, he's taken that role and he's run with it. You know, he's become good in that role. He's been, become basically one of the best role players, six man in the league. Um, but yeah, I see a lot of Lou Dort in him. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting to see how this guy develops. Uh, this guy definitely seems to be like a candidate for a later in the season call up, later in the season contract. You know, here's a, uh you know, a, a three-year contract. The first year is going to be uh, prorated because he comes in after February or after March. Uh, but I definitely see potential in this guy to, to be on the roster past the season. Um, another thing I noticed: the offense is going to look a lot different than it has in the past. You know, we've seen that. Um, in the preseason, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to feature Stephen Adams a lot more. Maybe what we were asking for when Russell and PG were here were, hey, take some plays off and, you know, let Stephen Adams do his thing in the post. Um, and that's going to be a lot more now, you know, and it's not just going to be in the post. You know, you see Stephen Adams doing a lot more dribble uh, dribble handoffs higher in the paint or higher you know, higher on the floor uh, because, he, you know, he is a he is a big guy and he allows that that quick screen real quick to you know, to free a guy that's kind of rolling around him. Uh, so you can see a lot, a lot more with guys like Chris Paul, guys like Shea Gilgis Alexander. Um, and it should, you know, it should be, it should be different. Um, it should be fun though. It should be fun. Um, I, I do see a lot of potential, um, especially with uh, Gallo and Mascala with the point guards to do a lot of dribble handoffs and then kind of space out to the three point line, get that quick pass back and three pointers. Um, but yeah, that's the, the office is going to be completely different. We're not going to have just one guy with the ball all the time. Um, but with that said, another point that I see is a uh, SGA. He is, you know, he is our current future on this team, but he's not a point guard per se. You know, I don't want people to wrap their, you know, and, and, and you know, let me kind of back up a little bit on that. Don't get too mad at me. Um. But he's not a point guard in the mold of, hey, I'm going to get a lot of assists. Uh, I don't think this guy's going to be getting triple doubles with his assist numbers. Uh, if you look, last season he averaged 3.3 assists for the entire season. In um, this preseason, he's literally only averaged 1.3 assists. He had 1 in the first game, 1 in the second game, 0 in the third game. And his saving grace was having 3 in this game. Um I don't, I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if, you know, he's usually out there sometimes with either Chris Paul or with Dennis Schroeder. Um, but that is a little bit worrying whenever this guy is tabbed as being the point guard of the future on this team. Um, in a future where there won't be Chris Paul. There won't be Dennis Schroeder. He'll be the one with the keys to the, you know, to the car. He'll be the one driving, driving the car. Um, and so... You know, it it may, you know, maybe throughout the season, we'll see a little bit more development in that arena for him. Um, But, you know, it it is a little bit worrying for him to be tabbed as point guard and not necessarily be out there playmaking too much. Um, I I believe, you know, if this continues, he's going to have a high usage percentage. Um, And he did, I mean, he played well offensively. This this preseason, he averaged 19 points on 50% shooting. It was only 23.5% from three-point line, uh, but I mean he's he's never been tabbed as a great three-point shooter. Um, You know he's he's the way he's playing now is going to be completely different than how he played in Los Angeles uh, because he's going to have the ball in his hand a lot more. He's going to have a lot more responsibility. Um, and so having that responsibility, he doesn't have the clean looks from three like he did. You know the corner threes that he had probably as a Clipper. Uh, So that's going to be something to see that, you know, he's going to develop this year. He's going to have great games. He's going to have bad games. Uh, So, you know, he's not going to be great all the time. So I hope people understand that. I hope people um, give him the time and the opportunity to develop. This is not a finished product that we got. This is a developing product that we got. And so Shea Gilges Alexander, for as good as he is, he's going to get better. But in that process of getting better, he's going to have some bad games. Um, and we're going to see a lot of his warts because gonna, we're going to see him all the time. Uh, another one of our rookies, another one of our young players, Darius Baisley. Um, he's, he's very much Lamar Odom-like. I see him, especially with the left-handed, you know, him playing, being left-handed. Lamar Odom, Odom was left-handed. I see so much Lamar Odom in him, um, in his game. Um, he averaged eight points this preseason, 6.25 boards. Um, 2.5 assists, um, his shooting, his shooting line is not very good. It's 36% from the field, 28.5% from three and 50% from the free throw line. But again, rookie, this will improve. He has physical traits that are going to make him, um, very useful in the league. Um, He's going to be a guy to just watch out for and let him develop. Again, like like SGA, let him develop. He's going to have his horrible games, believe me. His game is, is not necessarily tailored yet to being in the NBA. Um, he doesn't have the body frame for it. He's still learning his way around the speed of the league. Um, and so that first game when he has to play against full-on NBA vets, um, you know, guys that have been in the league, Ten plus years with NBA muscle, he's going to get pushed around. He's going to discover real quick that, you know, the preseason game is completely different from the regular season game, um, and so he will have a a he will have a learning curve. Um, but you know, I feel like he is going to be something. He does have the potential to be a Lamar Odom like player, and and also with that same respect, if SGA is not going to be the playmaker that he you know that we would expect from a point guard. We could probably expect that playmaking from the forward position in Baisley. Uh, Baisley, he had, in this game, he had seven points, I think six assists. Um, So the six assists, that's something that, you know, he had a play in the third quarter where it looked like he had a contested look near the basket, uh, but he kind of cocked his head a little bit and saw, uh, I forgot who it was standing at the three-point line, but he passed it and the guy made the three-pointer. Um, you know, it's plays like that that are very unselfish. This guy has a high basketball IQ. Um, he has a high um, sense on the court of where he's at, where other players are at, and then he has the physical attributes to go ahead and help him to to be able to hang in the air a little bit and kind of look around the court before he actually makes a decision. Um, so so he is, you know, he has a ton of potential, um, and he is going to take time to develop that potential. Um. Gallo, man, Gallo is he's consistent. If you get him the ball in the right spots, he's going to hit it. You know, he's offensively, he's a good player. Uh, he's probably going to be our leading scorer here, you know, first half of the season until, you know, until we trade him. Uh, but he's hes very consistent. Um, he's got a good stroke from deep. He's just, you know, hes he's going to give you 16 to 22 points every night. He's going to give you about eight rebounds and he's going to, he's going to battle. I mean, he's going to battle uh defensively it is what it is you know he's sometimes when he gets on the defensive side he, he looks like you know a newborn deer out there and you kind of get worried a little bit with those with those knees that he has you know those creaky knees that he has but man you you get him the ball wide open from the top of the key or anywhere in the three point line and it's almost automatic uh that's going to go in so very consistent uh Dennis Schroeder has been very inconsistent uh this preseason uh I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if, you know, he seems to be the type of guy that his emotions kind of guide his game. And so his emotions in his last season in Atlanta, whenever he knew that they were going through a rebuilding process, you know, his emotions kind of led to his game not not being so, so good as it was in years past. Um, statistically, he wasn't as good. And... A lot of rumors of there being, you know, a little bit of issues in the locker room. Um, and so fast forward to this year, and once again, he's back in a situation where it's not a playoff slash championship contending team. It's a, you know, it's it's almost a rebuilding team. Um, and so how he acts, how he plays, it's going to be very You know, it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out because he still has another year left after this season on his contract. Uh, So if he happens to be pouting a little bit, if he happens to be a little bit of a of a locker room issue, you know, it'd be interesting to see if (laughs) if we're able to get rid of him without having to give up some of our assets. Um, And then finally, Dre, you know, that's probably probably been the biggest disappointment this offseason and this preseason. Um, has been the fact that Dre did not get out there on the floor at all, um, and, and you know in practice, you know in practices we're hearing that he's doing non-contact drills, but you know they're not really saying anything about the contact drills. And I believe me, I understand that for the last month and nine, you know for the last year and nine months, he hasn't been playing NBA basketball, and so you're trying to prepare his body. Um, but you know we've been in preseason for the past. Two and a half weeks, three weeks. We've had four preseason games. Even if you're going to put him out there for a couple minutes, you know that's that's something to get his body used to once again to uh, to playing the game. And it, I I think this would have been the perfect opportunity because you put him out there for a couple minutes, maybe eight minutes, and it, you give him a week to to wear off that rust, to wear off that that soreness that's probably going to be after playing a game. Um but he didn't play anything. He didn't play anything this preseason. He didn't play in the blue and white scrimmage. Um and so here we are again with him. Um is is he gonna play at all? Is is what's an issue, you know, what issue is it? Is it a did he retweak something? Did he you know so many questions and and honestly none of it sounds positive. None of it sounds like, oh yeah, you know, he's he's on his way. You know, he sounded so positive during media day. You know, it's one of the biggest things that myself, Anthony, Jerry, it's one of the biggest things we talked about was the fact that Andre Robertson was out there, you know, basically being very positive, saying, hey, you know, the entire league, you know, basically putting the league on notice saying, hey, since I've been gone, a lot of guys have been out there, you know, getting their numbers and and getting their stats. And I'm here to tell you that whenever I get back, it's not going to be that way. The issue has been, (laughs) when are you going to get back, man? Um it's it's kind of it's kind of frustrating. it's kind of you know, and it has to be frustrating for dre also believe me, I, f- I feel for the guy you know I like him a lot. Um, I don't know if he fits in this team anymore. Uh, I feel like he was a he's a player that needs to be around superstars uh, to take the pressure, take the offensive pressure off of him on a team like this, he becomes a huge anchor on the offensive end because. I doubt he's, <laughs> I doubt he has um, improved his offensive game to some point where he becomes offensively relevant out there. Um, and so on this team, other than being a good locker room veteran, I don't see what he adds to this team as far as on the product on the floor, trading him to someplace like a Houston, trading him to someplace like an LA, either of the, you know, either of the two LA teams, that would probably make more sense um, for him, you know, as a player of of his caliber, of the way he plays. But staying on this team, other than adding any any type of veteran presence, I don't think he fits in the the grand scheme of things when it comes to the team. I know some people love him. I know some people, you know, it's almost um, blasphemous to say that, you know, especially with you know his injury and then, but, you know, he's he's gotten paid. He's gotten paid along the way. And, uh, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Andre will be fine. Andre will be okay. And, if it, you know, if his career is shortcutted by this, you know, he had a good run. You know, this was a guy that was not supposed to be, you know, in the league. You know, nobody knew what, what he was in this league. And after seeing him after a couple seasons on the offensive end, you know, it was a question whether this guy should even be on the floor. Uh, but he turned himself into a great defensive player. He turned himself into the premier Uh, perimeter stopper, Uh, but, you know, unfortunately he had that injury and it doesn't seem like it's going well for him as far as trying to get back. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm completely wrong and hopefully, you know, come either the first game of the season or the first week of the season, um, you know, we get, we get more further of uh, further explanation and maybe even more of a, uh, of a hopefulness that he's, he's on his way back here soon, Uh, but it's not looking too good for him. Um it's not looking too good for the future as you know, future aspects of his career. Uh but other than that, the next time we have a uh a post gamer for you, it's gonna be a regular season game. October twenty third at Utah. Um, you know, shout outs, congratulations to to my podcast brethren Steve, uh at Steve Thunderfan. He uh he is now the uh the <laughs> proud father. Of a new baby girl, uh, so shout out to him, shout out to his wife and shout out to his brand new daughter, mrs. Ray. Um, but other than that, preseason has been fun. Um, it has been exciting. it's just it's just exciting to have Thunder basketball back like I don't know, I don't know what you know I don't know how you guys feel about this team. Uh, but I'm excited for this team. This team is, is going to stumble. This team is going to not look good some nights. Uh, but this team is going to give you all-out effort. And that's something that, honestly, if we're all being very honest with you, was lacking from you know, the Russell teams. Russell would give you effort whenever whenever it was needed. Um, but I felt like sometimes, whenever it wasn't needed, Russell did not give you 100% effort out there defensively, um, and that kind of leaked over into the rest of the team. And then when PG got on it, hey, PG, you know, PG and Melo were, they're the coolest cats on the court. And sometimes that um, kind of bled over into other players, maybe, and, you know, effort was something that was waning sometimes. But I don't think effort's going to be waning sometimes. I think the, the product may be waning uh, with these young players, but the effort's not. Uh, so, you know, going out there and seeing guys like Lou Dort, uh, seeing Baisley, seeing SGA, Hami, uh, Deontay Burton, just seeing those guys put in the work, um, put in the effort, try their hardest. Um, even though the products may be may not be there, even though the end result may not be there, just know that those guys are hungry. Just know that those guys are trying. Um, and so, if you go into it with that expectation. This is going to be a fun season. If you go into this season with the expectation that this team should be making the playoffs or whatever, you're going to be highly disappointed. Um, you know, if for any reason, Chris Paul and Gallo and whatever stays on this team and they do make a run to the playoffs, Great. Um, but if they don't, you know, if they get traded and this team starts to bottom out with the young guys, uh, but they're putting in effort every day. Well, then that's, to me, a successful season. Uh, because we're going to get a, a high enough draft pick to keep it. Um, and then, you know, we're going to go ahead and keep on stacking in assets. You know, because if we're trading those guys, that means that we got, we somehow got assets also. Um, and so, it's going to be exciting. This season's going to be exciting. Um, and I, I hope that you guys are along with us for the ride. Because we're going to be here every game. And we're going to be here with weeklies every week. And you're going to be hearing our voices. You're going to, you know, be hearing us pout whenever we play bad and get excited whenever we play good, uh, but we will be here, uh, so thank you for listening to Topic Thunder you can catch us basically wherever uh, podcasts are you know, are, are heard so Apple Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher um, you can follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder um, but as far as anything else, you guys have yourselves a great day A great rest of the offseason, and we will talk to you guys again, probably for the weekly, uh, but definitely on Wednesday, October 23rd, against the Utah Jazz. We'll talk to you guys later. Thunder up.